Hi, welcome to Church for Skeptics. I'm starting a series of uh, videos that I want to entitle The One and Only. And you might guess who the one and only is. It would be Jesus Christ or Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, uh, God the Son, the Son of God, our Savior. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Everlasting Father, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. I want to approach these videos from different perspectives, this one being about history. How does history tell us about Jesus? And we're going to, at this point, maybe at the end, we'll bring the New Testament into the, the picture. We could bring the Old Testament in as well, of course. Uh, but I just want to talk, uh, my undergraduate his, uh, degree was in history and political science, but so I do love history, and I like the historical process, which is just pretty much common sense. Um, how does history portray Jesus Christ? Well, um, there are several ancient documents outside of, of course, Christian documents that point to Jesus <clears throat> often not explicitly, a little bit more with the Josephus uh, being an ancient Jewish historian. Most of you would be familiar with him. He's a little more specific than some. But here again, historians have to read between the lines to find what the history is. And you'll see how this works. I'm going to give you uh, several Greco-Roman historians and what they say about Jesus that we can infer inductive reasoning, we can infer about him, and then a couple of uh, Jewish uh, historians as well, or Jewish records as well, and then we'll conclude with what we can know, think about this, what we can know about Jesus Christ without even cracking a, a Christian document. So, and, and there, we're, there are several videos ahead here, you know, we're just talking about the historicity of this right now, and then we'll go on to talk about Jesus as healer, uh, Jesus as savior, Jesus as uh, um, a, a teacher, and so forth. How does, how does history record and uh, uh, tell us about him? So, let's start with, uh, by the way, during the time of Jesus, first century, um, it's a unique time in that, of course, the Roman Empire is ruling uh, much of the world in that case. So you have a lot of Roman roads, um, and we're still using them, some of them. But you also have a lot of writing d during that time. There are a lot of poets and philosophers and historiographers. Um, of course, most of them were uh, applauding the emperor at, at the time. But we can still infer things from them. Um, I'll give you a, a, I got seven and four. We'll see how far this gets. I don't want to belabor it too much. But let's start with uh, a pagan historian. His name is Thallus, uh, about 55 AD. So that's what, 20 years or so uh, after Jesus. Here's, and I'm going chronologically here. He mentions the darkness during the crucifixion of Jesus as an eclipse. He says it was just an eclipse. Well, what does that tell us? It tells us, number one, that he believes that Jesus was crucified and that there was darkness over the land, which is exactly, and we'll bring this in, there's no conflict in that between that historian, who's not a Christian at all, of course, 
He says it's just an eclipse. We know astrologically, or astronomically would be better, that it wasn't an eclipse. That's uh, been impossible for everything to line up for an eclipse on that day, that Passover, on that year. Uh, but the the point is, he points to two things that we can know about Jesus. He was crucified. There was darkness. Uh, there is another philosopher. His name is Mara Bar-Serapion. I like this guy. He's a Stoic philosopher who ended up in prison for his philosophy. And he writes a letter. This is about this is after 70 AD because it's after the fall of Jerusalem. So sometime after 70 AD, he's writing a letter to his son. And here's what he says. Now, he's kind of defending himself from being in prison about this. But here's what he says, that Jesus was a wise king and it was wrong and I'm paraphrasing here, but he says to his son, it was wrong for, and he talks about Socrates, that was wrong, all these wise people that were were uh, executed, they did it wrongly and they paid the price for that. And he says, because they executed their wise king, uh, they were un- uh, upended as a nation. And of course, that happened in 70 AD when, they, when the Romans uh, sacked Jerusalem and the temple. But here again, you have an historian who's not a Christian, but he knows, and this is this is kind of common knowledge. He knows that Jesus was labeled by most people at that time as a wise. That means he had to be a teacher, uh, and he was a king. That he was presented in some way as a king, which of course is the title for Messiah. So number three. Cornelius Tacitus, the number one Roman historian. If you want to read the rise and fall of the Roman Empire or the decline of the Roman Empire, you're going to read a lot of Tacitus because the modern historians use him primarily as a source for uh, Roman history. Um, he refers to Jesus. He's, he's, he's negative about Jesus, but he refers to Jesus as um, his refers to his crucifixion. Um, under Pontius Pilate, so we got the time right here, we know when Pontius Pilate lived, and the resurrection as a deadly superstition. And it said, and here's he places it because it started in this is on uh, Tacitus. He, it started in Judea, which is that's where Jerusalem is, of course, where Christianity started. It started in Judea, but then it spread all the way to Rome. So you have a lot of historical evidence here. Jesus was crucified under Pontius Pilate. Uh, people believe that he had risen from the dead, and the Christian movement had spread all the way to Rome. And this is about a hundred. A.D. This is this is probably sixty years later, um, and just to, to to broaden this just a little bit, by the by the end of the first century, Christianity had spread throughout the Roman Empire, um, and was only a couple hundred years away from kind of conquering the Roman Empire, which became, of course, sort of Christian politicized at least, uh, maybe not really. So here's number four: Pliny the Younger. Uh, uh, that presumes, of course, there is a Pliny the Older or the Elder. He's from 61 to 113 A.D., so still pretty early. You know, maybe if he's writing, let's say, in his 30s, that's at the end of the first century. Um, he writes a letter to the emperor, Trajan, um, about what to do with Christians. And he says these Christians really don't do anything harmful. They pledge not to steal or uh, commit adultery, and they worship Jesus as a god. 
So here you have the deity of Christ, not from a Christian source. I'm saying that's what they believed, but they actually believe that Jesus is God the Son. They worshiped him, and this is from a secular historian. Uh, Roman historian, this is number five, Roman historian Suetonius, about 120 A.D., so I'm, again, going chronologically here. He refers to a disturbance in Rome. Think about this. He's, he's Roman, of course. Uh, among the large Jewish population that was there, and the disturbance was about the claim that Jesus was the Christ. So, in that case, the, the Jewish population is still arguing, fighting about whether or not Jesus is the Messiah, the King, the Christ. Again, all of these things match just fine with the New Testament. You see, no, uh, they may draw wrong conclusions or different conclusions than as to who Jesus was. He's a gentle superstition versus he's resurrected from the dead. But there's no, there's no discord between the two, between secular history of the time and New Testament history of the time, which is still, that's New Testament is first century as well, of course. How about the Greek satirist, Lucian of Samosota? And this guy is really satirical. Uh, he's 115 to 200, so he's a little later. He ridiculed Jesus as a crucified Sophist. In other words, Jesus was just a philosopher who could make anything sound true, but he was crucified for that. Um, and he, and the reason he's he's uh, considered to be a sophist is that he taught many people to deny the Greek gods. Hmm. Okay. We no disagreement there. The Greek philosopher. One more. Celsius. One seventy-five A.D. And here's something amazing to me. Celsus says that Jesus' birth, he's talking about the birth of Jesus, was suspect that his mother had been an adulteress. Now, what does that tell us? It tells us that even after that, this is, this is 140 years or so after Jesus, there are still people who, who believed in the virgin birth. And... And they had to counter that by saying, no, Jesus was, uh, his mother was an adulteress, maybe uh, uh, raped by a Roman soldier. So um, that's just amazing to me. Um, and what's more amazing about that is that uh, critics want to say that just because Luke, or not Luke, because Mark and John, the evangelists that wrote, of course, the four, two of the four Gospels, they did not record the virgin birth. They didn't record the birth of Jesus at all. So they must not have known anything about it. Well, here's a secular guy who knows about it and wants to counter it by saying he must have, his mother must have been an adulterer because we don't know where the dad was. Um, okay, that's uh, Roman, Greco, historians. Uh, how about Jewish references? The, the number one is Josephus, of course. He's in the first century, 37 to 100 A.D., Really an interesting guy. Um, even Wikipedia says that, that Josephus is the chief source of ancient history of ancient Palestine. And then it says in Wikipedia, except for the New Testament, which I think is remarkable. Um, he was a Pharisee, the son of a priest in Jerusalem. So think about it. If he's born in 37, let's say 20 years, he's 57 years this is about the time of the Apostle Paul and Peter. They were, they were 
crucified. They were uh, executed in the early 60s. So Josephus must have known a lot about what was going on in the Christian movement in the early years here. <clears throat> he says Jesus was a wise man. He says he was a teacher of those who love the truth. He was a performer. This is We'll talk about this in another video. He was a performer, Jesus was, according to Josephus, not a Christian. He was a performer of startling deeds, which means a miracle worker. Um, he uses the word paradox. In other words, you can't explain these things. Um, he was crucified, according to Josephus, by Romans, through Jewish leaders. So he brings the, both the Romans and the Jewish leadership uh, together to uh, crucify Jesus. Um, and so uh, he also, by the way, Josephus also records the execution of the half-brother of Jesus. He calls James the half-brother of Jesus, or the brother of Jesus. Um, and he was executed uh, a little bit later uh, and he calls Jesus the so-called Messiah. Now, this is amazing here. I'll give you, I'm going to give you um, one more here. The Talmud, which is um, an exposition of Jewish law. There's a lot of authors of, to that, of course, and it's still regarded highly uh, in Judaism. And it justifies, on the, in the Talmud, it justifies the crucifixion of Jesus on the grounds that he led Israel astray, in other words, away from the Pharisees and the law, and he practiced sorcery. Well, that's just saying he it was a miracle worker. It's just that the source of his miracles was demonic. Um, so... <clears throat> Here's what's amazing. Let's let's list according to these secular historians before we've ever cracked a Christian book. Here's what we can learn that there was a man named Jesus which is called in the Hebrew Yeshua which means Jehovah saves. Um, he lived in Galilee and Judea in the 1st century during the reign born, born in the reign of Augustus, uh, crucified in the reign of Tiberius under the uh, governorship of Pontius Pilate, who Pontius Pilate was the governor from 26 to 36 AD. His mother's name was Mary. We, can, we don't need the Bible for any of this. Um, there was something different about the birth of Jesus. He had a half-brother. They would call, Joseph would call him the brother of James. Um, he had great fame as a teacher and a miracle worker. He and others claimed to be, he and others for him on his behalf. He claimed to be the Messiah, the King of Israel, the promised anointed one that God would send, the Savior of the world. Um, and his followers also proclaimed that as well. So this isn't a legend that develops over years right from the very beginning. You have the resurrection and the Messiahship of Jesus. Um, there's, there wasn't Christianities. There weren't Christianities. There was Christianity. Uh, and you were for it or against it. Uh, he is acclaimed as a king, um, which think about this. Here's a, the Romans would have hated that so much because here's Augustus, who is the savior, even called the savior of the world. Um, and now here's a here's the a Jewish carpenter who's a would by would be rabbi who claims to be the savior of the world and the king of Israel. And they would have disdained that with all their heart. Um, he's a nobody you know, on the, in the Roman view, but he still shows up in Roman 
history, of course. Um, he was executed, we know historically, um, by crucifixion during the Passover uh, in Jerusalem of that year. Um, the Jewish authorities and the Romans colluded to bring about that execution, and there was darkness over the land. Um, let's keep going here. He appeared to his followers after his death. Now, history can't say that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, but history can say that his followers truly believed that they saw the resurrected Christ. They knew he was dead. They believed that he was resurrected. Uh, history can prove that and does, actually. They can prove that the tomb must have been found empty. Otherwise, nobody would have believed it. Um, and they can prove that despite all of the opposition, the, one of the unique things of Christianity is that it spread without uh, any military campaigns. As a matter of fact, it spread despite military campaigns against it, against persecution, against martyrdom, and it spread throughout the Roman Empire. Well, we could bring in the New Testament now, but we're not going to do that this time. But the New Testament is also ancient history. We'll see that next time. Thanks for watching.